everyone and welcome back to episode two of Drink More Water. I am Sophie and I'm joined with Riley. <laughs> we are back guys, episode two. We are so excited to be back recording today and today we are recording from afar. Sophie and I are over Zoom, so not quite the same as episode one, but it'll do. <laughs> no, we've literally tried to start recording about three or four times now. One of the times only got attacked by a dog, so Sam came in and freaked out, but it's okay. We've sorted that. And Odie's okay. That's the main thing. Odie's okay. Exactly. But you should, you guys should have seen it. I'm actually, I think we're both filming right now, so we might even put it in our vlogs. But we're both like, three, two, one, click. Oh, wait, no, I did it wrong. (laughs) For like 10 minutes. (laughs) But we've made it. And I feel like this is, this is the first time we're actually sitting down apart from each other. So it was bound to be a bit, you know, a bit of a shit show this morning, but we've sorted it out and I'm keen. Episode two. I know we're excited and the podcast launches today. So we are super excited at this point. No one has listened to episode one yet. So we have no idea if you guys liked it or not, but fingers crossed you enjoyed episode one ready for episode two. We have a really good episode coming up today and I think you guys are going to like it. So we'll see how we go. Yeah. Well, even like I was saying before, because we had to restart the episode because of the old Odie situation, but I haven't even listened to the podcast we recorded last week yet. Um, And we haven't announced it. We haven't said it anywhere. And I think, what, are we going to do it tonight? Yeah, tonight. Something like that. Yeah. So it's it's so exciting. I'm so excited for you to to finally know, because I feel like, and I was saying this in my vlog, I feel like this, we've been planning it for months Mm. and now it's like finally going to be out. And I'm so excited. So I know excited. it's crazy. I think it would have been what November last year. Yeah, I think yeah, so. November last year, crazy. Time flies, but we're excited. It's going to be a really good episode today. So we will start off with a little bit of a recap of both of our weeks. What have the last seven days been like? Your high, your low, all the rest of it. Sophie Jane Miller, take it away. Let's start us <laughs> off. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, we were literally just saying, Riley just said, well, you've got your low for the week because Odie just got attacked by another dog, <laughs> but he's fine. I'm not laughing because it sounds so bad that I'm laughing. He's so fine. Um, but my low for the week. Oh, okay. I know exactly what my low for the week is. I'm going to start with my low cause we'll end on a high. Um, I got my period this week. This week was my period week. And if you have been kind of following along with my period journey over the past few months, it's it has been testing to say the least. I came off the pill probably like four or five months ago now. And ever since I've come off the pill, my periods have been so painful, especially the first day. Like it's just crazy, crazy pain um, where I've been like fainting and vomiting. And yeah. I feel like most girls have experienced like a really bad period before. It's just been happening every single time. Um, but this week was period week and I was a bit, I kind of get a bit anxious every single time now because I like, don't want to go through the pain. Um, but this month the pain wasn't nearly half as bad as the past couple of months have been. Um, but it was just kind of like, I spent a day on the couch anyway, cause I was just kind of like uncomfortable, bit tender. And it was just, yeah, I was just kind of like a period day. And I feel like that was probably my low of the week. Um, my high of the week, honestly, <laughs> probably this morning because I woke up and went to the gym and then Riley and I, well, we, I think, did we say it in our last week's podcast? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to gym together, walk together, even though we're not <laughs> together. Um, and so we chatted for like the hour of our walk and kind of just like caught up and we were both just talking and we were like, wow. Like it just put me in the best mood, just like starting my day off right, having a walk and chat with you. So I honestly think that was my high. Yeah, <laughs> probably. There's nothing better than catching up with a friend. And we both said to each other, like, when we get off a call together, we just both feel so good. And we mm-hmm. probably didn't wake up the happiest today, fair to say. <laughs> but felt yeah. so good after that chat. So that was really good. And overall, so for last seven days, pretty good week. Yeah, I would give the week out of 10, I'd give it a, a 6.5 above Alrighty. average, but there was some low. Yeah, there yeah. were some low days, but there was also some good days. Yeah, love it. Amazing. Also, can I say one more thing? Yeah. One more thing real quick. I have made the best dinners the past two nights Amazing. and it's just put me in the best mood. Yeah. First night, it was this like noodle salmon stir fry. Mm. 
Second night, it was this tuna pasta bake. And I, like both <gasps> nights, I've been like, wow, I've nailed the dinner department. So that's, that's also been a high. Yeah, yeah that is that's that's a high. <laughs> good food is it always, is. always a high. So good. It is. Moving How about you? on to, yeah, my low. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> so, so far, this week has been a really good week. I felt amazing this week. I was training really well. As some of you guys know, I am doing a six-month mentorship um, with an online coach. And we were up to first week of phase two. New workouts, feeling strong, feeling good. Last night was Thursday, so we had our deadlift session. I felt really good during the workout, lifting heavier. Everything was going well. And then I drove home, got out of the car, and my back was kind of just like seized <laughs> in the seated position. And I was like, whoa, that's not, I, <laughs> that is not, I got inside, was like, oh, I must just need to stretch, you know, like deadlift, squats, it all, it all catches up. And guys, I don't know what I've done, but my back is cooked, for the lack of a better word. It is cooked it is so so sore i poor tea i started crying last night i was being very dramatic but it Aww. all just got the best of me no i un- i get that yeah it got the best of me and it's really sore but i booked in with um an osteopath today so fingers crossed it's okay but i think i may have um herniated a disc i think that's how you say it i have had sciatica Which before is an ideal yeah, it's not ideal. And it's annoying because like Soph and I said this morning, it always comes at a time where you're feeling really good, in good routines. I'm feeling strong mm-hmm. at the moment and then this has happened. So I'm sure I'll be set back for a few weeks, which is just great. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm looking at the positives, more time to focus on other stuff. And I managed yeah. to walk about 5K this morning pretty easily. My hips were aching. My back was aching. <laughs> But we'll see. We'll see how I go. Um, But forgetting about that, the high of the week, I haven't even given this any thought. But I think yesterday I had an amazing chat with my business coach and that just put me in a really good headspace, really good mindset. I'm taking a new direction in my business, I would say, and outsourcing some help as well, which I'm super excited about. So I felt like that was yeah, definitely my high of the week and I'm feeling good after that chat. Things are clear. So overall, last seven days, I would give up until yesterday's deadlift session a good eight, eight and a half. Now, we love that. It's around a four. <laughs> <laughs> it has halved, but that's all right. <laughs> we'll forget about that. <laughs> oh, love that. Well, you know what? I just love how I kind of love that we're rating weeks. I yeah. want to rate weeks from I now like on. I like a rating. Yeah, yeah I love a rating. No, so good. But guys, moving on quickly, getting into today's episode. So as we mentioned last week, what we will do is start the episodes with our week, our highs, our lows, as we just went through then, and then get into either a topic or a conversation that we have had with a guest. Today, we thought it would be a good idea to have an episode dedicated to one of us, and in the future weeks, we will have one dedicated to the other person as well. But this week is Sophie's turn, so I will be interviewing Sophie for today's episode and just kind of talking about some of the things that a lot of you may not know about Soph and her background, history, work, relationships, life, all that good stuff. But it's going to pretty much just be Soph and I having a chat, but I think you guys are really going to enjoy learning a little bit more about Soph. I'm excited. I'm a bit, I just kind of, I wasn't, but I'm a bit nervous. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm now being interviewed. I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous to be the interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> The pressure, the pressure. I but know, I, think, I know. Let's just jump straight into it. So first question <laughs> is a little icebreaker. What is something that not many people know about you? I have put you on the spot here. <laughs> you definitely have. I was just like, oh, okay. What's something that people don't know about me? Mm, um, part of me is like, oh, what's something really interesting? But knowing me, it's going to be like, oh, I've watched Gossip Girl seven times. <laughs> Which I have. And do people know that? Probably not. Um, okay. Uh, I've got a couple things, but <laughs> the first thing that I feel like I don't think I've ever actually shared is even though I film basically my life now, I've actually <laughs> basically done so since I was about five years old. I've got genuine vlog footage of me filming myself when I'm like five years old. <laughs> 
and I'm like, hey, welcome back to my video diary. Like obviously five-year-old self doing it. It's so funny to watch. I wish I had the footage. I think surely I can find it somewhere because I would love to show you guys, but it's so funny. And I used to vlog our camping trips. I've literally, and I would edit them on like whatever computer I had back then. I would edit them. Can you believe that? I literally edited them. But isn't that so cool that you've always been into what you're doing now? Yeah, I, I've always done it. Even even after I knew what YouTube was and that YouTube was a thing, I would still film videos. I would make movies and edit them and they just wouldn't go anywhere. So I think it's honestly like fate that I now do it as my job. Yeah, that's amazing. It's actually, yeah, it's so cool. And go five-year-olds, so cool, so I yeah. definitely want to see some of that footage one day. <laughs> Maybe you should post it to the Drink More Water podcast. Yeah, <laughs> Me just being like, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to my camping trip. <laughs> Who am I talking to? Absolutely not. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anyway, yeah. And then I guess moving on from that, how would you describe yourself growing up, primary school, high school, and do you feel like you're the same person now? Oh, okay. I love this question. Um, I would describe myself growing up as... I honestly, like, I look back and I'm like, wow, I genuinely had no cares in the world. Mm. Like, I feel like I had a really great kind of childhood. Um, My parents did split up when I was, I don't even know, probably quite young. They were on and off for a while. Um, And so they split up, but my mum and I traveled a lot. I changed schools around like six times, I think. Um, and yeah, we just, but it was, it was so good because we just had the best relationship and we would go here and we would go there and it was always just like a new adventure. So we were like thick and thin. We were so close. Um, and then my mum met Kem, who is still, I, I say he's my dad because I see him as my dad. Cause I've always thought like whoever's actually there for you and whoever's, you know, at your graduation and helping you after school with your homework, like that to me is a dad. Um, so I just call him my dad. So if I ever mention my dad, I'm talking about Ken, or if I mention Ken, I'm talking about him, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he came into our lives when I was about six years old. So again, feels like my dad. Um, but I just remember it being so fun as soon as he kind of came into our lives and I did a lot of dance, when I was about probably eight up until probably like 16, I loved it so much. I was convinced. I was convinced I was a triple threat. <laughs> I was like, I can sing, dance and act. I am incredible. <laughs> I love it. Though. That's Which the now, confidence you need. <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, oh, Sophie. Anyway, I, do, you know, do you want to know a fun fact? This is something no one knows about me. Well, I hope no one knows about me. I actually, when I was like 10 years old or 11 years old, <laughs> I recorded myself singing Sweater Weather and oh, I I played the guitar, I sang it and I uploaded it to YouTube and I was like, this is it. This is me about to go viral. <laughs> I think it got a top of, I'm going to say 100 views. <laughs> oh my God, but how cute is that? <laughs> how cute. I look back at the footage. I don't know where it is, but I remember the last time looking at it going, oh, I, I just cannot believe I ever was like, yes, this is, is what it. I'm going to upload to the internet. But I love so how funny. much you must um, have cared at the time. It's so good. Oh, mm. that's the thing. Um, so as a child, yeah, I just, I remember I was always interested in acting and singing and dancing. That was just kind of like my life. Um, and I definitely feel, it's so funny to think back because I feel like a different person to even who I was two years ago or even a year ago, to be honest. Um, I did go through something at the age of 13, which I feel like changed me a lot and also shaped me into like who I am today. Um, my mum actually passed away when I was yeah 13. I think I was like 13 and a half. Um, I just started grade eight. So I just started high school and yeah, I'm sure we will go into it a lot more and I'm not sure if I should go into it fully now. Um, but that, yeah. Well, okay. So she battled with cancer for about, I think it was like one or two years, to be honest, um, before she passed away. And I just remember it was just the most crazy, surreal week that I've almost blocked out of my memory because it's so crazy to kind of think back to. Um, but I think, I think I literally just started grade 12. I think I was probably a few weeks into no grade 12. <laughs> I meant grade eight. That's grade definitely eight. what I meant. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, so I just started grade eight and 
I remember it was crazy because I remember just kind of like being in my room. I was reading the Hunger Games at the time. <laughs> Such a weird, random fact, but I just remember I was reading that. Um, you do remember those and little things, though, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, and I remember Kim coming into the room being like, oh, so if, um, I'm going to call an ambulance. Your mom has to go to the hospital. Like, mom has to go to the hospital. And I, I knew at the time that she had cancer, but I never – knew the severity of it because I was, you know, 13 years old and she still looked the same, still acted the same. Like, you know, nothing seemed out of the ordinary to me. And I think because she was so amazing and tried to make nothing seem different. So I never thought anything much of it. I was like, oh, she'll be fine kind of thing. Um, And so she, I still remember my dad was like, can you hold Charlie, which was our dog at the time? um, Because the ambulance is about to come. So I didn't see anything, which I think, again, is like why he told me to stay in my room. Um, And I just remember, like, I heard people coming in and taking her out kind of thing. And, um, yeah, it was it was just surreal. My nan came and stayed with me for the week. And because Cam was staying at the hospital basically the whole time with her. And I remember going to school and and I told no one because I didn't want anyone to know. And I just, yeah, I just remember I was like, no, life is going to go on like it always has. Like she'll be home next week. Everything will be fine. Um, And then I would go visit her in the hospital. And I remember like going there and talking to her. And then I remember like now looking back, I'm like, oh, obviously it got worse because then they had to transfer her to like a bigger hospital. But they were basically just like, oh, she's got to be moved hospitals, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I was like, yeah, like did not think anything of it at the time. Um, And I would go to the hospital every single day after school and talk to her. And again, I feel like and I think I've told you this before. I kind of have blocked out so much of that week and so much of those few days because it's just so hard to think about but I've really I think I've gotten so much better over the past year even with opening up and now I can easily talk about it without it kind of bringing up any any very very hard emotions um but yeah I remember going and she was having under chemo And so she had like tubes coming out of everywhere. She couldn't actually speak because I'm pretty sure the cancer had like spread. And so she would like write things down and I would like talk back to her. And yeah, it was like, I even thinking back to it now, I'm like, wow, what a thing to go through as like a 13 year old girl. Um, And I remember I'd like only just got my period as well. So I'm also like thankful that she was there for like my first period to kind of talk me through what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, it was crazy. And I still remember, which still kind of like give me goosebumps and shivers to think back to. But when uh, it was, I think it was a Thursday actually. And I'd gone to see her after school and I'd like sat with her for a bit she'd write back to me as I'd speak to her. And I remember as I was like walking out of her hospital room, um, oh no, I think the last thing she wrote was sing to me while I sleep. Cause she was just about to go into like a massive operation kind of thing to remove the cancer. Um, and yeah, I remember her saying to me, sing to me or writing to me, sorry, sing to me while I sleep. And I remember that being so, like weird because I was this 13 year old girl and like like what do you mean um but then I was yeah I was like okay um and then so my nan drove me home and we had a lot of family staying with her at the hospital um but yeah my nan drove me home and I was having a shower and what I still do now is I sing in the shower like most times I'm having a shower um and I was singing in the shower and then I'd like gotten out of the shower and my nan just looked at me. Oh, no, I think, okay, yeah, this is what happened. Cam texted me saying, like, can you get nan to call me? And I was just like, yeah. Like, again, didn't think anything of it. I was like, yeah. So I was like, oh, nan, like, Cam wants you to call him. And I remember seeing her face at that time. And she, like, I could just see it in her face that something wasn't right. Um, and she called him. And basically he was like, you guys need to come down here ASAP. And so we drove straight down and I remember it was like a 40 minute drive to the hospital and we'd like just gotten home kind of thing. So we were were driving back and I remember looking over at my nan and I said to her, I was like, is she dead? Like, I still remember saying this, which is just like crazy. And I don't know how I would have reacted if someone asked me that, you know, like if I was my nan in that situation, like just crazy to 
for something, you know, something to, what do you say to that kind of thing? But it's like that internal sense that you just like, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I remember her saying, I don't know. I don't know. Like they told her nothing before kind of getting there. And then I remember they walked my nan into a room and with the doctor and Cam was there as well. And I was with my mom's best friend and she was just kind of walking me around the hospital being like, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. And I was like, is she going to be okay? And I remember my mom's friend just being like, yeah, she's like, oh, I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but I think she was like, I don't think she said she's going to be all right, but I think she was saying it's going to be all right kind of thing. Um, and then honestly, I walked into the room because they told like my nan first and then I walked in. Um, my nan was my mum's mum as well. So it was her daughter, which I can't even imagine going through that. Um, but yeah, I walked in and from there, it's honestly such a blur. I remember sitting down, I kind of remember the room and I don't even remember really what the doctor said. I just remember like, I yeah, I genuinely like, I can't remember what that conversation was because I just remember like, it was almost like, you know, in a movie where like something happens and like, it kind of goes like, you, they, the character feels numb and they can't really hear or can't really see. That's genuinely what it felt like. And then it's almost like my life is like a blackout of like an hour. And then I remember driving home with Cam that night kind of thing, which is just crazy. And I remember the next day was probably the hardest part of losing her so far anyway, um, because I remember waking up in the morning and you know, when you wake up and you kind of like, you're not all with it and you're like, you kind of a blissful just because you've slept and realizing what had happened last night, the next morning was just the hardest thing ever. And I feel like honestly, that really, I don't want to say like turned my life around, but I guess it kind of did. And I definitely feel like it's shaped me to into the person I am today. And I feel like I'm a lot stronger because of it. And maybe even like the little stuff that other people might you know, find really difficult or the stresses like it, then nothing really seems as stressful as it maybe once was because I kind of went through that, if that makes sense. So nothing else seems as big. Um, but basically since then I grew so close with Kim. Um, he, you know, stuck with me through it all. And I definitely feel like he, I, I became so much more like him because, you know, he's funny and he's like, just so easygoing and stuff. And I definitely feel like that, you know, shaped me so much. Um, but one thing that Kem and my nan made a big effort of was just not changing anything else in my life. So he was like, the most important thing for her to do is continue going to dance, continue going to school and continue being friends with the friends that she's friends with and just like nothing else changes. And so basically like nothing else really changed in my life. Obviously it was really hard going to school that first week because I remember like just being looked at like, Oh, she's the girl who's just lost her mom kind of thing. And so that was really, really hard, but I had amazing friends. I had amazing family who just, you know, and my closest friends, didn't act like anything was wrong. I think that really helped for me because I was like, I don't want to talk about it right now. I don't want to think about it. Like just treat me like you've always treated me kind of thing. Um, But yeah, no, so that was kind of crazy. And that really took up that 20, was it 2013? Yeah, it was 2013 for me. Um, But yeah, I remember my dad would make massive efforts to like go on family holidays and just kind of like, yeah, make life as fun and interesting as possible. Um, to kind of distract me. And yeah, so that was massive and probably like the biggest thing that happened to me in my childhood. But genuinely, I feel like it did shape me. And now I'm like, wow, not that oh, I'm glad that it happened in any way, but I'm like, I definitely have become who I am today because of it. And I'm like happy with that person, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, the rest, like I had a lot of highs in my, you know, for the last bit of high school, I did a amazing things, traveled Europe, traveled, went on amazing camps and yeah, was surrounded by so many people. And now, you know, I am so much more okay with it all and okay with talking about it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like when people ask me, how was my childhood? I've got so many amazing memories, but that definitely was such a massive part. So I think, yeah. Have I answered that question well enough? I, I hope so. You, yeah. I think <laughs> you went above and beyond. No, that's amazing. And I think for you as well, that's the first time you've really shared that in depth, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I, I even remember we had a chat 
basically a couple of months ago when you were just asking me questions. And that was even the first time that I really, really, apart from Sam, opened up to someone about everything that happened. And it feels really good to just like share and talk about it because I know so many people go through it and I feel like no one really talks about it like in depth. And I would have loved to hear that like a few years ago or five years ago. So yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's, it's so sad and it will be probably the hardest thing that you'll ever have to go through and no one should Mm. ever lose a parent lose a child anything like that but the fact that you have so many takeaways from that experience and you are the person you are today because of that is a testament Mm. to you to cam and obviously to all of your family and friends around you at that time because i was going to say before when you were saying that you find that now you just don't care about the little things as much when i first met you i always thought holy shit like this chick is just so like carefree and and nothing really gets to you you're never super sad you're never really upset you're never super angry everything just comes as it comes and you take things as they come and I think for sure when something like that happens in your life it puts everything into perspective and you know what's most important exactly that's so true and even Sam said so much he's like wow like you just, you're not as kind of, I don't want to sound like if you're like this, it's so okay. But he's like, you just don't kind of care about the small stuff or like the stuff that a lot of girls would be like, oh, you know, shitty about or something. I just kind of don't care. And I think it is because I've got that perspective. And I'm sure when we talk more about you, you can share everything that's happened in your life. Cause I know that Riley's been through kind of not a similar situation, but you know, something along that kind of lines um with tea and I remember talking to you about it and it's like yeah like it's just a it's a little stuff that doesn't matter because you've got that perspective that perspective sorry that's like oh you know like this doesn't matter because you know what actually matters yeah yeah 100% I could not agree more with that and it definitely changes everything and I think in the long run you can't say it happened for a reason because there's no reason that your mum should have passed away. But if you can take something from an experience like that and grow from it, that's what really matters. And kind of leading Mm -hmm. on from that, how would you say you found the grieving process while you were still growing up and dealing with that during school? Do you feel like you maybe suppressed some emotions until you got out of school and in later years? 100%. I think it's quite funny actually because I genuinely didn't cry for like three or four years, which I know might sound like crazy, but occasionally like I would at home, like to Kim, I would just have like a, it would all bottle bottle up kind of thing. And then it would just like come out. Um, Yeah. So I definitely suppressed emotions. I think like I even remember people at school being like, I, I've never seen you cry. I've never seen you be emotional because it's almost like I shut off my emotions. Like I think it was my body's and my mind's coping mechanism to be like, we don't want to feel this. Do you know what I mean? And then it was actually quite funny because, as I said, I did do a lot of things that distracted me and I would almost pretend like it didn't happen in a way and I would just kind of like go about my life as if nothing happened. Um, But it's funny because I feel like I only actually fully come to terms with it and fully grieved after getting into a relationship with Sam because I feel like I finally opened back up and as cheesy as it might sound I feel like I actually did close my heart off and so opening that back up to someone and fully feeling like loved and like someone's got my back and you know even just like holding me and me crying like so many nights of that I feel like that was actually when I grieved which is interesting because that was like five years later yeah. after it actually happened so yeah well, like just touching on that Maybe perhaps when you did meet Sam and you felt that connection and you had that person, it was almost a grieving process for Cam as well because you realized what he just lost in a partner. 100%. And now thinking back, I'm like, look, it was so hard losing my mum, obviously, but losing a partner, I just like someone that you think you are going to spend every single day with for the, for the rest of your life, like I just can't imagine that. And now thinking back, I'm like, oh, I thought, you know, obviously I did have it hard, but I'm like, oh, Kem just, I cannot even begin to imagine what he would have been feeling at that time. And 
if I, you know, now having that connection with Sam, it's like, if that ever happened to me, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, you've got so definitely. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was, you know, like mom and Kim were like each other's persons. Like it was crazy seeing them together. So yeah, I can't, I cannot even imagine. And I know that you've probably got a lot more insight into that than I will ever. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We've all had our shit, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> we all have. <laughs> had our shit. No, that's awesome. I think so many of you guys listening will be able to relate to that story in one way or another. Obviously not everyone has lost a parent or gone through um, seeing someone go through cancer or something like that. But there are so many people out there that have, and I think that will be so beneficial for so many people listening. So good on you for sharing that story. I'm proud of you. It was good. <laughs> good to get <laughs> it off your you. chest now as well. <laughs> it and, is, yeah. Yeah. I guess shifting gears just a little bit, let's talk a little bit about business and how you got into social media. How did you start your YouTube? When you started your YouTube and where did you see it kind of evolving when you originally started? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I started social media, I think it was 2017, um, my last year of school, and I didn't really work really hard on it because I was in grade 12 and it was just something I did almost along like on the side. Um, and then I remember when I graduated school, I was like, okay, I had a job on the side and I was like, I want to work really hard to try and build something. And I feel like I've heard a lot of people who do social media who started before it was really a job so they didn't know what was happening um and I I definitely knew that it could be a job when I started and I wanted it to be a job for sure I didn't have any like exact expectations of like I want to be earning this much or I want to you know become this or whatever like as I said I was always making videos and always editing so it felt really natural um but yeah basically I started posting and I worked really hard I think I was posting like almost every second day or every three days or something for like a year almost mostly every like I didn't really miss many times um and then it wasn't really till I'm gonna say mid 2019 until it kind of started to pick up and that was I just kind of had I think a video that did quite well and yeah, I just started getting like more and more subscribers. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like just as much as I was like, oh, like I'd love it to be my job. I never really, it's almost like you never really expect to or when you, when it actually happens, you're like, oh, like it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then it kind of continued to grow since then. And then 2020 was probably my biggest year. I had a, a video that did quite well and it just kind of grew so much. I quit my job in the end of 2019 and I was like I'm gonna do it full-time I released a recipe ebook and just like kind of put everything into working online and yeah 2020 was crazy because it just kind of all came into place and I'm earning the most I ever have I'm the happiest I have ever been in terms of career and yeah that's kind of how it's happened in a very short synopsis there's obviously been loads of ups and downs but yeah that's kind of kind of how I've gotten to how I've where I am now Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. And I totally agree. 2020 was a massive year for you. And I feel like when I met you start of last year versus us right now, it's like chalk and cheese. So much has changed. It's so cool. (laughs) So, so cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people will love that. And I I love hearing about that. It's cool to know backgrounds and backstories on people. And I'm sure a lot of um, the people listening kind of know your backstory a little bit, but that's awesome. Yeah. And then I guess kind of moving on from that, do you have any limiting beliefs within your life, whether that be health, fitness, business? Do you feel like there's anything that holds you back or would you say you're fairly confident within your life and business? Um, I think for me, I, I'm quite optimistic in the way of like I can have whatever I work hard for and I've always believed that so in that sense I'm not really saying that I have like a limiting I'm just looking at Riley and she's like dancing doing a happy dance I'm like hell yeah (laughs) we love we love this shit like we could talk about this for so long I can Um, feel us both start to get like really excited about this topic of conversation our voice yeah our voices probably get like louder on that just because we're like yelling because we're so (laughs) Um, but yeah, I feel like for me personally, like I've always been like, look, if I work hard enough, I can have whatever I want. 
Um, so in that sense, I wouldn't really say I've got very limiting beliefs. I definitely fall victim to the mindset of, oh, I will do this when I have this, or I will be happy when I have this. And I feel like that has definitely held me back in a lot of ways. And I even remember I didn't start my YouTube for so long being like, I won't start it until my skin is clear. I won't start until I'm at my perfect body or something like that. And it ended up just being like, no, like I just have to do it. And thank goodness I did, because if I waited until I had perfect skin and the perfect body, I still wouldn't have started it. (laughs) So, yeah, but I think I think for me and I'm, I'm very lucky and it was probably the way I was raised is if you've got a goal and if you dedicate yourself to it, it will happen. And so I feel like, yeah, I'm really lucky in that way. And I definitely want to chat about that more on the podcast on getting rid of those limiting beliefs and really, truly believing that you can do whatever you want. But yeah, I feel like I'm quite good in that way of not really like limiting myself too much. So yeah. That's like an entire episode in itself with us just talking about that. Absolutely it is. No, it's it's so important and it couldn't be further from the truth so it definitely backs herself and I love it it's so good and you reap the, the rewards of that as well which is amazing um and to finish off I know you'll like this one and I already know your answer but what is your favorite quote of all time you can have more than one but I definitely know one of them <laughs> <laughs> okay well I'm gonna say the one that everyone knows because I say it all the time one day or day one yes you decide <laughs> I've got it up on my wall in my office. I just love it because, again, with YouTube and whatever you want to do, but for me it was more so YouTube or health and fitness, like you say one day or you say on Monday I will or one day I'll do it or you could just be like day one, I'm going to start it today and that is the most important thing for me. Um, I also – oh, there was one that I was thinking of the other day and I was like, I love that. Oh, another one is – what is it? It's like failing to prepare is – preparing to fail absolutely love that one love it it. and it's so true and there was another one i was thinking the other day and now i can't remember if i remember i'll try and post it to the podcast instagram but yeah they're probably my two favorite yeah 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 so those are probably my two favorites love it i'm also i'm also just looking at my vision board in front of me for for 2021 and there's a quote that i printed out and it's become more aware of what's really worth your energy so i thought i'd add that in too because i love that yep there's so many good ones, isn't there? And depends on the yeah. depends on the day, depends on your mood. I feel like you read a quote sometimes. It does. And you're just like yes, that is it. That is it. Today. Exactly. Love it. Yeah. So good. All right, guys. Well, that will wrap up the interview section with Soph. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I loved it. Love getting to know you more, even though I do already know this stuff. But I hope the audience <laughs> enjoyed that. And yeah, getting to know you. I feel like I talked your ears off. I'm very sorry. (laughs) We loved it. We loved it. Okay, so as you guys would know if you listened to our podcast last week, at the end of each episode, we want to do our Ask Us Three segment, basically where you just ask us questions on our Instagram. We'll definitely ask probably over on our podcast Instagram from now on. Now it's actually launched. Um, But yeah, so we've got three questions that we'll answer every week. They're all different. They can be on any topic and you can even DM us with the with like starting it off with Ask Us Three and then we'll know it's like a question um, because we both get quite a few dms so we just want to make sure that we see them um but getting into this week's questions the first question is and it's from hannah she asked favorite thing to do when you're feeling sad or anxious i like this question and i think we could probably both give um, one to three tips yeah i like that i think my first thing i do whenever i feel anxious is always write in my gratitude journal i wish I could say I'm more consistent with this, but I think the biggest thing that happens when I feel like I'm anxious is I get overwhelmed. And when I'm overwhelmed, I can't rationalize things very well. So when I can just go down, write in a journal, write however I'm feeling or something to be grateful for, it kind of just grounds you, brings you back down to earth and you realize, okay, this is temporary, this is a feeling and I will get over this and it will pass. I love that. And I also think that when you are sad or you're and you are anxious, you're thinking a lot about in the past or in the future. And so I feel like when you get a pen to paper or even write in your notes about what you're grateful for or what's happening in that moment, it does bring you back to that moment where 
you don't have to be anxious about the future or you don't need to be sad about the past because you're in that moment. And that's actually such a good tip because I feel like I never do that. I need to. It helps me every single time. And you're so right in saying you're never anxious about the present moment. It's always past or future, never the present moment. So it is so important to just ground yourself, be in that moment, understand that it will pass and that it's just a temporary feeling. But what about you? What's a tip that you have? Mine is probably not as like, I don't know, like conventional. Like it's not something that a lot of people I've heard say, but it really, really helps me every single time. If I'm ever feeling sad or anxious, doing some form of pampering helps me tremendously. Even if that is having a shower, washing my hair, like putting on some music and then doing a face mask. I feel like maybe it is the kind of whole mood of bringing you back into the present but I just feel like giving yourself that pamper time of like okay I'm I'm putting time myself I'm giving myself time to rest and kind of just like yeah regroup your mind almost I feel like that helps me and you just you never feel worse after having a shower washing your hair moisturizing your whole body like you just always feel good after that so I feel like if I'm ever feeling a bit off that will always really really help me Also, in kind of the same wavelength of writing things down, writing like a to-do list, that helps me a lot if I'm anxious. Not even a to-do list, but like, okay, what what is making me anxious and what can I do to fix it kind of thing? So, yeah, those are probably my two biggest things. Yeah, Yeah. just put it down down on um, paper and then you can literally see it in front of you. And it's almost just like getting that to-do list or whatever it is out of your head and onto paper. Exactly. It just removes Mm -hmm. it from your mind and then it's no longer an issue because you can see it in front of you. And it's now like a visual representation of what's going on, not all just bottled up inside. I love that. And I think one other thing that I know really helps me is almost letting the people around you know that's how you're feeling today. So I've noticed since since moving in with T, there's always about three-ish days of the month, I would say, leading up into my period that I feel super anxious for no other reason than I know that my hormones are just all a bit crazy and that's why I'm feeling that way. But I just have to say to him, this is how I'm feeling today. Please don't annoy me. Please don't grab me. Don't, don't fuck with me today. (laughs) Essentially, it's just like, you need to leave me alone. This is how I'm feeling. And then I think it puts them in a better mood because they know if you're being a little bit short or a bit snappy or whatever with them. And then it also gives you the space to just deal with whatever's going on. Exactly. That is so true. And I also feel like when you tell someone about how you're feeling, it almost it makes it less of a problem because you're all in your head and you build it up so much in your head where it's just the worst thing you could ever think of. And then you voice it out and you're like, oh, actually, that's not so bad. Or the person you're talking to, like it, it, it's almost as if it takes some of the weight off your shoulders, yeah. if that makes sense. And it makes it a bit lighter. Also, equally, one more thing. <laughs> I thought I was done, but I'm not. Um, I don't want to be the person who's like, go on a walk or exercise, but... It does help. Drink more water, go on a walk. Go and drink more water, go to the gym, whatever it is for you, go to the beach. I just feel like movement, endorphins, everything like that is how you really get out of it. Yeah. Sometimes I find anxiety. Sorry, just we just just go on forever. I feel like sometimes anxiety to me feels like a bad reaction to pre-workout. Not literally, but it's a similar feeling, Mm. right? And when I have pre-workout and I feel like that, I need to burn that energy. So sometimes when you have that anxiety and you have those feelings, moving your body and exercising makes you feel better because you're getting rid of that nervous energy that you're feeling. That's all I have to say. Exactly. Sorry, moving on. (laughs) No, I love it. Thank you so much for adding that in. Um, Okay, next question is from Jessica. And she asks, what is your proudest moment to date? What is the one feel good and one is... Oh, okay, this is like a part two of the question that I didn't realize was there, but we can answer it too. And what is the one feel good food you fuel your body with? Oh, G-Y-G. Cali burrito. Chicken, Cali. Uh, (laughs) We knew that was coming. 100% 100% Cali burrito, also a nacho fries, chicken bowl. Oh, yes. Too. 
But back Absolutely. on the guidance moment, because I could talk about Guzman Camus for a really long time. <laughs> and the we could do a whole episode. Yeah, it's its, it's, its own episode. Um, <laughs> I would say for me, proudest moment, I was thinking about this before, but my proudest moment would be being completely self-employed at 18. I think that would be my mm. proudest moment. It's something that I never thought I would do necessarily because I was just doing my own stuff and working for someone else and I was like, yeah, this is great. And then when COVID happened actually and lockdown happened, obviously I was no longer working that job for someone. So I was kind of forced into being self-employed, but I was like, wow, I can do it and I can earn good money Mm -hmm. and I'm the only one doing this. So I feel like in reflection, I probably don't give myself enough credit. Like that's pretty cool that I did that and I am proud of myself for that. That is crazy. Even, well, I'm a year older than you, right? Two. Two? Two. One and a half. Two. One and a half. Yeah. One and a half. You're December, I'm June. Oh, one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one and a half. Even, like, I think back to when I was 18. I didn't start working for myself till I was 20, I think. So even I'm like, wow, you were 18 working for yourself. Like, that is epic. I think that's so cool. And definitely something to be proud of. Um... I honestly am not too sure. There's lots (laughs) that you can be proud of. Um, (laughs) I think for me, I don't want to like obviously be exactly the same, but again, working for myself was such a big goal for me for so long. So that's definitely to be able to say that I'm comfortable in myself and what I'm earning career wise is seriously surreal to say. Um, I think I know this is very like materialistic, but I think getting my 100,000 subscriber plaque on YouTube was a very proud moment because it was like, wow, like I didn't think it would happen and it did kind of thing. And a lot of people would laugh if I, you know, or like imitate me back in the day. And I was just kind of like, oh, like, I don't know. It just kind of validated like, yeah, okay. Like I'm doing all right kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but doing yeah, I think. way more than okay. Oh. It's amazing. Such a good achievement. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, it was such a, and opening that up and getting like a, a letter from YouTube, I was like, wow, Hi. <laughs> that's just Fire crazy. Was just um, like, yeah. this is incredible. <laughs> just like, hey guys, I'm on my camping trip and I cannot believe it. <laughs> so yeah, those are probably, oh, it's so hard to pick like one or, yeah, but those are probably the, the first ones that come yeah. to my mind. I and then, last question. I feel like this episode is going to be so it's long. It's going to be so a very long episode. Apologies. If you've made it this long, yeah. guys, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, last question in the Ask Us 3 is, what did you learn from each other in your friendship? And I love this question. Oh, I love this question. I love it. Do you want me to go first? Yes, I'm looking exactly at you to go first. what I've learned. I have learned the importance of good friends and friends that support you trust you encourage you but are never jealous of you and never compare to you soap is a friend for me that is there 100 percent. there is just no bullshit no jealousy no nothing and i know that she backs me 100 percent. and there is never judgment that comes along with that and it is so nice at this age to have a friend like that and i feel like since we've met we've attracted more people that are in a similar realm and it's just it's so good. I love it. I absolutely love it. I feel I like we are on the that. same we're on the same path in terms of what yeah. we expect from each other as well, would you say? We have very mm-hmm. similar expectations Definitely. of how available I should be for Soph and how available she should be for mm-hmm. me and stuff like that as well. So it just works. It's it's yeah. easy. (laughs) 100%. I love that. And I mean, I would be like, I feel the same as in like, that's my reason too, but I definitely agree. I think something that I've learned from you and our friendship the most is just your, I guess it's kind of along the same lines, but we did touch on it in last week's episode. You just have no time for anyone's bullshit. And you're just like, you call things how they are. And even me, like, even I'll say something and you'll be like, yeah, no, I could, I, I could tell you didn't like that. And I was like, yeah, I didn't like, you know, when some, like, I don't know, I've just, in other friendships, I feel like they haven't really been able to like actually know me or just look at me and be like, yeah, like I can tell you're feeling that like that right now. I just feel you, you see it how it is, you call it out how it is. And it's so refreshing. It's so refreshing. And I feel like I get that 
in my relationship with Sam and I've never had that in a relationship with like a friend, just like calling it how it is, calling me out for my bullshit, calling out anyone for their like what's happening. I feel like I've definitely learned from that a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. I like it. I like it. No, it's good. And I, yeah. And it's nice to have a friend that can hear that <laughs> and not get, yeah. I think more and more, like I said in last week's episode, I've become that way. It's not. Mm. And I'm never, I would never be nasty. I'm, I'm never nasty. It's more just that, you know, there's so much that we have very limited time in a week, right? And this goes for everyone. We are all so busy. We all have jobs. Maybe we're in a relationship or we're living with family. We've got pets. We've got friends. We've got family, work colleagues, so much happening. And we just don't have time for friends that don't serve us or don't support us or cause us Mm -hmm. any kind of tension or stress in our day-to-day lives and that is definitely the best thing about our friendship and I appreciate it so much and it's just it's easy and it's good and it works and you're like definitely girl boyfriend it's amazing exactly it's quite you can be my work (laughs) wife now we're podcasting together Yes, I love it. I love it so much. All right, guys. Well, I think we will wrap this episode. Episode. <laughs> episode. We all love to hear it. <laughs> we will wrap this episode up now. I really, really hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. It is long. I can't even see on my laptop how long we've been talking. It's been a while. Sure. Definitely over an hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, apologies, but also I hope you enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. We will see you. No, we will not see you because we are recording. We will be back next oh. Friday with another episode. <laughs> next week, we have a really good guest coming on. You guys love her. We love her. So that's super exciting. Okay. Um, I honestly don't know how to talk podcast talk. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast if you would like to keep listening to it. I think you can give it a review. That'd be great too. Honestly, we have no idea what we're doing. So honestly, if you don't want to, that's fine too. Um, but yeah, really, really hope you guys enjoyed listening again. We will see you next week. If you do want to follow us on our socials, I am Sophie J Miller on Instagram, Sophie Jane on YouTube. We do have a podcast account, which is Drink More Water dot podcast and riley take it away and my socials are riley fit pt on instagram and just riley fit on youtube and yes make sure you guys go and follow our podcast um, page over on instagram because we will be keeping you updated over there going live sometimes maybe we'll see what happens but yeah we're super excited for that page and to watch that grow and connect with you guys and that is also where you can ask us our ask us three questions for our episode so if you do want to ask us any questions make sure you are following that instagram so you can get in next week Alrighty, guys we hope you enjoyed again and we will see no not see you we will talk to you soon <laughs> goodbye Bye. <laughs>